Investor intelligence provides general information only. You should consider seeking independent advice to see how this information relates to your unique circumstances. Please refer to the terms and conditions available at investorintelligence.com.au for more. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Investor Intelligence. Brought to you by the team at The Property Mentors, it's your weekly podcast for all things investment and hosted by me, Phoebe Sikowski-Wallace. For today's episode, I have for you our fourth investor's journey. As alongside mentoring our valued members, we also love to celebrate and share their wins, show how far they've come and hear about their goals. We find this has been a super effective way for our listeners to hear stories that may be similar to their circumstances in order to inspire them. We also find that a lot of people share the same goals. So when you hear how well others have done it, it can be that bit of extra inspiration for people wanting to do the same. So our investor for today is Sean Polidano, who during his time here at TPM has been guided and mentored by the wonderful Malika. I was very keen to get Sean on the podcast to share his journey as not only is he still quite new to it, he runs his own business, which can be a different experience starting out as far as banks and borrowing capacities go. So I wanted to hear a little bit more about that as I know others listening will be in the same boat. He also talks about how through his experience as a renter for many years, how he plans to use that experience, both good and bad, to be the best landlord he can. He's also got one of the most unique laughs I've ever heard, so make sure to listen out for that. But I hope you enjoy this chat as much as I did. Here's Sean. So, Sean, welcome to Investor Intelligence. Hi, thanks for having me. Pleasure. So, to start us off, and before we talk about anything to do with investment or property or portfolios, Mm -hmm. I want to know a little bit more about you. So, you know, that could be what you do for work, what you like to do for fun, a bit more about where you're based, um, your background. Tell me about you. Awesome. Um, So, I'm Sean Polidano. I am a marketing person. I say that with a little bit of a question mark sometimes Mm. because it's less about maybe marketing. It's more about understanding people and what they go and do. Mm -hmm. So over the past two years, I have been growing my business all about understanding people's wants, needs through Google search, funnily enough. So Mm -hmm. um, that is what I go and do. I am uh, funny, I think, sometimes. Can Uh, confirm, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I have a really crazy honk of a laugh. So if you do hear that, I apologize. Um, I'm 32, Melbourne, born and bred. Um, and yeah, I think that's basically me in a bit of a nutshell. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> so how long have you been a member with TPM for now? I think we're getting close to a year. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so still kind of fresh. <clears throat> still pretty much fresh. Yeah. Um, going through a bit of the, um, uh, what do you call it, the induction training kind of thing. Mm. So again, still pretty new with the... Um, the program. Yeah. Yeah. And so prior to being a member, where would you say you were beforehand? Like, how would you describe your investing knowledge? Do you think you knew anything? Did you know nothing at all? Maybe on a scale of one to 10, how would you describe it? 
I think there is a lot of conversation that is around property and investing, uh, whether that has come from like the media, whether there's actually just having conversations with your parents that have already gone down this route or yeah. even siblings that have purchased their own home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think there was awareness on, you know, that was a milestone to kind of hit and you may have heard some of the logistics, but not a lot. Yeah. And I think that was, um, I would say my experience and kind of awareness is probably in that kind of we'll say a four, Okay. you know, things were going on, you know what the property market's kind of doing because there's mm-hmm. just talk about it. But there is just so much stuff, I feel like, in terms of like contracts, uh, jargon, etc. that was very much going, oh, I don't know any of that. Yeah. Uh, that's part of this journey that I'm going through uh, with the property mentors to kind of get that experience up there and to mm. kind of learn a little bit more about that there too. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so a four is still a pretty good uh, place to come in from. Like that's still quite knowledgeable. Oh, like that's a, good. Yeah. I think I came in at a one and that's even being generous. <laughs> okay. Maybe we'll scale it down to a <laughs> no, two. No, 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 no. Let's go with four. Let's go with four. Oh my God. There's that laugh. I love it. <laughs> four felt nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's go with four. It sounds like you were through conversations, you say, with your family, with siblings yeah. and all that. You you actually came in with quite a foundation of, of information at least. Yeah, I like, again, um, my family have been quite lucky, right? Mm-hmm. So dad worked very hard um, in his junior years, raised us all very well, mum, and they've been able to go through their investment journeys. So not only buying oh, their wow. house for themselves, but yeah. also be buying investment properties and as we got older, I think they opened up a little bit more about as to what goes on, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to um, renting, mortgage, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But it wasn't the fact that it was like, this is how to apply. It wasn't the yeah. educational part. It yeah. was all about some vague reference of things that kind of occur. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think from family and what you kind of read or listen to in the um, news or um, in media, you kind of pick up a general gist. It was yeah, all the technical, okay. all the jargon, all the process stuff mm. that was definitely a going, oh, that's an area that I need to know a little bit more about, especially with this kind of first um, investment property for myself. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> okay, interesting. So do you remember the moment that you decided to seek that sort of extra guidance and why you came to us? Yeah, I think it came down to, um, you know, knowing your business a little bit more through Luke because I've known Luke for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always knew that this was um, something that was available, yeah. right? And, you know, I've also been working hard and quite lucky also um, to then have the opportunity to go, well, I think property is somewhere in this, you know, next six to 12 months. Mm-hmm. So... Um, it was all about how do I take that first step yeah. and not knowing specifically on where do you start? Yeah. Again, <clears throat> no vague moments as to what everyone's kind of gone through, but what's the actual platform to actually step into? Yeah. I think having the kind of conversation with the property mentors was kind of like, well, let's start that and yeah. let's see where we go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And so investing can be a massive leap for a lot of people. It yeah. can be quite daunting. Was there anything that you were worried about or did you uh, like have any concerns or anything going into it? I think my concern was the, I think it was the process. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'm pretty good with money, right? Mm-hmm. I, running my own business, you're having to understand the ins and outs quite quickly. Right. So I think financially I was pretty able to understand where do I need to be to go and purchase something mm-hmm. if it was an investment property in X suburb, Yeah. 
Um, so I felt like that was confidence, but it was that, as you said, that leap into knowing where do you start with the process on having conversations with banks or to find the property in terms of um, a specific, you know, location or where to, you know, is it a development versus uh, something that's already existing? Yeah. It's all about those conversations, which mm-hmm. I wasn't privy to because I haven't done it myself yeah so yeah. I think that was the education part but I was kind of wanting a little bit more of that guidance on mm. maybe that's like guidance slash hand-holding to yeah. kind of help mm-hmm. um, make a better decision or at least a decision to yeah. start that journey there yeah and one of the first things and the fundamental things that we teach are the three types of ready so it, <clears throat> it sounds like you came in pretty financially ready like compared to the other two and maybe you needed the most help with education am I yeah. right in saying that let's say like, with those um uh pillars uh yes I think financially I was okay mm. don't get me wrong uh starting my own business I think there was still question marks with finance that I hadn't really considered sure. it was like well I've got money to put down a potential deposit but again running my own business in a small one uh that fact Again, what were maybe some of the parameters about how much do I need to have mm. in terms of that um, deposit? Did that affect my business in any sort of way? Were there anything that need to be um, done outside of like from a GST or a BAS perspective? Um, so I felt like I had that as a half tick. Yeah. Maybe okay. some questions. Yeah. Um, but definitely I hadn't ticked off any of the boxes about that experience and what was going to be upcoming for me during that journey. Because mm, I know a lot of people think just having the funds means they're financially ready but that's as you said it's only half of it it's yeah. you know knowing where all your debt is and and all that kind of stuff and how i don't know how much things cost so not just having the funds is oh i'm i'm ready to go yeah there's a lot more to it but would you so education is is definitely where you you say you'd need the most help agree where right. were you emotionally um <clears throat> at the start of the process i think emotionally i was like you know what i'm ready for this yeah i think my journey has been maybe slightly stressful and i think with every first um person's journey into property it might be like ebbs and flows mm. of like i'm really excited and you go what is happening kind of mentality <laughs> right it's like you just don't know I think because there's that doubt, you're not understanding the process and a bit of the the complexity behind it. So it kind of instills you with a little bit of that. Mm. But I felt confident. I knew that this was an area and an opportunity for me to come into Mm. um, around this time last year. Um, I was willing to take the step. So I think the confidence is definitely very high at that point to go, you know what, let's have conversations now. Let's see where things kind of like fall out and what what can I go and do yeah. my first property? Yeah, the um, those ebbs and flows definitely come for a lot of people because it's a very new experience. Yeah, and new usually means unfamiliar, and therefore that can be really that can be really scary, yeah. which is understandable. But that's why you have mentors to hold your hand, as you a- said. A hundred percent, hold your hand, educate and guide you through that process. Mm. Like um, even within my business, I am not. While I am a slight jack of all trades, I would not kind of consider myself as always doing everything. If Mm. I'm able to learn or um, partner with someone that is a specialist in a particular area, right, let's get them involved. Yeah. Right. I want to be part of the journey because I'm wanting to understand it. But again, relying on the experts Mm. or, you know, hiring the team around me is the thing that I want to go and do. So why not consider that within my property journey there also? Mm, Absolutely. So what would you say has been your biggest challenge so far? Biggest challenge? 
I think because being a small business mm. and the borrowing capacity. Mm. So like we kind of alluded to, yeah, you can have your deposit ready, yeah, right? But what bank is going to take that on? I thought having that was going to be a, what's it called, like a sure set thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Because you were able to at least have that available. Yeah. Um, I think getting knocked back by a couple of banks and... I think the timing of when I started that process, like I was only a year and a bit into my business, mm. I think it threw a couple of like maybe potential flags. I don't understand why. Yeah, okay. So on a banking perspective, and it mm. might have just been a little bit hard. Okay. So I think that was a bit of an interesting scenario that I think from a, a learning look back, because that was slightly stressful, because I was like, what banks are going to, mm. like, who am I going to partner with? Yeah. Um, I think looking back at that, maybe it might have been um, maybe two years of financial um, statements from a, you know, as a business and how it's kind of run might have made things a little bit easier. Mm. Um, But yeah, that was kind of like a little bit of a stressor. Especially because that's the first step, right? Yeah, that's not what you. That's not how you want to start it out. No. And I, I know that's a common experience for people who have their own business or are sole traders or, but yeah, I've still trying to figure out what are those main reasons as to why it's a little bit more difficult for those people. Neither. And hear me out. So, you know, with my business in marketing, etc., like I deal with a lot of freelancers, um, contractors, etc. right? So with my business, if I lose a client, I need to go and get another client to maintain what we're making for revenue. Oh, well, there right? you Yeah. So I technically should be a better person to borrow against because I'm having to keep the revenue going within the business. Mm. But if someone loses their job, right, that's their entire income gone. I could lose one client out of the 10 and still remain. Right. So I kind of find that kind of a little bit weird. I know this is kind of my world thinking about the whole borrowing and bank capacity, Mm. but I do find it strange where it comes really hard for maybe small businesses to kind of get this type of loan when we could be a little bit better to keep the finance going because, yeah, we're having to make the business work for us. If we lose one client or one customer, we're having to get two more back in. That's such an interesting way to look at it. Strange or? No, no, I think that's very, um, that's a very logical way to look at it in in the sense that, you know, they might look at it the complete opposite. I don't know. Yeah. I think they both almost make sense. I think they do. I don't, I don't think they're mutually like you can, you know, they should only look at it this way. Yeah. But I would kind of love to consider like or to have someone from a bank institute to kind of talk a little bit about that in terms mm. of that um, small business banking, you know, from a personal perspective, that would be a fascination on why is it so difficult, right? Mm. Especially because... Like I said, we I have to then work harder. If I lose a client, it's getting them back and then getting the additional, mm. right? To not only support myself, but the team. And then that should make me kind of A-OK. Yeah. Right? But, yeah. I might have to get a, someone from the bank on to, to talk me through that. And I can yeah. answer all these questions It'll for probably us. be very cryptic. They won't even answer a question. <laughs> I'll, but, get uh... them, I'll get them to dump down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's just been a random thought. And actually from conversations with other people that have gone and purchased their own home and being in a small business, they've mm. also found it quite hard yeah. in securing that loan. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah, wow. Okay. So how's your portfolio going now? Like, where are you at with it now? Yeah, so um, currently we're in the build stage. So um, bought myself new kind of off the 
off the shelf's not right. But <laughs> off the plan? Off the plan. <laughs> um, so it is a little townhouse out in the northern suburbs of Victoria. Beautiful. So um, Slab, I think, is going down if the weather stays A-OK, mm-hmm. maybe. Okay. Um, but, yeah, we're kind of in the build process, which is um, now I'm feeling a little bit excited because previous to that, when it's just contracts, you go... When does this start? Yeah. I want to see something. <laughs> something <know>? tangible. Something <laughs> tangible. Yeah. Because at the moment, these contracts, whilst I deal with contracts, is like great. But it's like, it would be nice to see something. And, yeah. yeah. Um, it's been quite good. The builders are actually doing a very good job in terms of that transparency and shooting like photos now and again too. Oh, that's fantastic. That would make it sink in a bit more. Yeah, it does. Mm. I think that's where you kind of get a little bit of that excitement going now. Yeah. It's good. Oh, amazing. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. So, Sean, you said you came in as a four, as far Mm -hmm. as knowledge. Where would you describe your investing knowledge now that you've been a member for just over, just over a year? Yeah, I think we're getting close to a year. So Just shy of a year then. Yeah, Yeah. just shy of a year. I think it's probably moved from that four and getting closer to like a seven. I think there's still a lot to be learning about, Mm -hmm. Um, but I think... Having the mentors and the mentorship has just allowed me to have to ask questions. Mm. Like the training material is great, right? It really helps you to really understand where you are, what you need to kind of go and do from a process perspective or what to expect. Yeah. Um, Every person's journey is going to be different, but at least it provides you kind of those um, milestones, Mm. which is helpful 100 percent. yeah you want to you want to know what you're getting yourself into you don't want to just leave it to the experts to tell you what to do yeah 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 so um it's been really good in that kind Mm. of um aspect to kind of grow that knowledge um and to continually hopefully push that knowledge even further so yeah um, hopefully with the first investment kind of all locked in like what does that mean in terms of that portfolio how do you manage that portfolio etc will be the hopefully the additional learning to then get Mm. you further up in that kind of uh scale four to a seven in a year is very impressive by the way i think also yeah because of the the conversations and going through this process Mm. um it's really helped a lot yeah yeah i can imagine yeah Yeah, that's amazing and yeah i think if anyone said oh yeah i'm a 10 i'm like "Mm, there's always stuff to learn though not so it's changing so very much so right Oh my god, that laugh! So, Sean, what's what's your biggest goal? What's your biggest overall goal with your investing? Um, I do have a plan in terms of having a portfolio mm-hmm. of houses. My main goal would be on figuring out how do I set myself up for my future home. Yeah. Um, in a suburb that I wanting to live in. So I'm currently a renter, right? So yep. investing. Uh, Yep, red investing. Yep, love. Got to love a bit of a buzzword. <laughs> um, so there will be a time where I'm wanting to establish my own roots somewhere, mm-hmm. right? So I think part of my um, portfolio journey would be to establish a couple of other investment properties, um, you know, build up my language and my, my repertoire of being a landlord to people mm-hmm. um, and then eventually hopefully maybe you know using the equity or wherever I can go and do in a couple of years time to then find a place for myself and my amazing dog etc so yeah. um, you know just that would be kind of the goal eventually to get yeah. to no I love that so from your experience of being a renter mm-hmm. how are you going to apply that experience to say being a landlord yeah that's a good question actually um, I think I have to take my own renter experience um, into this. Like, 
you're still creating a home. Renting is not something that is just, oh, it's a person that's transient, mm. right? Which I think maybe there's that kind of mentality there too. Yeah. But it's still a home for people, right? So for me, you know, I've created my home in this current renting environment. Um, I would want to make sure that that person feels like they can go and call it their home there too. Mm. So um, I've had good landlords. I've had... Some landlords where you just question certain things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, we've all had those. We've all had those. (laughs) And that's the part I just don't understand where you're then having to, like, you know, for example, the current place I live in, we're wanting to install, like, um, ceiling fans. Mm -hmm. It gets really hot during summer. It's an apartment. Yeah. It's also west-facing. So we get the afternoon Uh, sun really bad. Um, And we've got one air conditioning unit within there, right, which does an okay job. But in the evenings, you're, like, sweltering. Right. Right. And, you know, going through this whole journey, um, you know, potentially becoming my own landlord, Mm -hmm. right, I have kind of wanted to make sure that every room has an air conditioning unit or has a fan within there because I just know that that makes things a little bit easier for people. Sure. And, you know, going through this process with my current um, renting situation, it has been like six months of just back and forth. Yeah. We're even telling them, like, it's tax deductible, Right, it is going to increase the property value, mm. but it just falls on deaf ears, and that's the part I kind of go, where, why, like yeah. how? Because that's just an added value, and you're creating someone, you know, a place for them they feel comfortable in to then stay in there, hopefully for a longer time. It's almost like more of an effort to just have this back and forth over six months, as opposed to just doing what the the renters need a hundred percent because yeah, i much rather happy. have a happy renter that's yeah. going to be in there for the four years than it being a transient person who gets fed up with me mm. because i'm not pulling my weight right and having to keep on listing it every single year yeah right it makes no sense mm. so if you keep them happy they'll they'll look after your place if you look after them they look after a hundred percent and yeah. you know i take a lot of pride in my property so i'm always making sure that it's absolutely looked after um, you know, constantly cleaned. It's in always in an exceptional space, mm. you know, and I would love hopefully for my experience to be like that with someone, yeah. right? But they can call it a home, but they feel proud of that. And if we're having to have a conversation about something, but we're open to having a conversation yeah. Yeah. rather yeah. than it just being a shut door constantly, mm. uh, which is kind of not cool. No, no. And I guess having the renting experience and also having your own experience with your own business as well, Mm. You could you know how to treat it like a business, but you also know how to yeah be be the best landlord for someone. As you said, that's such a nice way to put it. It really is a home. It is for a someone home. at the end of yeah at the end of the day. Yeah, you know you draw your lines right. You sure. can't just rock up and be like cracking beers and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, that could <laughs> actually good, happen. That yeah. would be interesting. <laughs> time to play. Time to play. <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah, draw your lines, but be open to the conversation. This is a home for somebody. Yeah. Right. Um. So making it. Uh, available to be a home I think that the best thing possible yeah you know and I think that comes from you know going through renting and going through my experience that would, that's how I would love to apply to this property yeah. um, yeah. and hopefully it sticks that's amazing that's very well said oh, cheers <laughs> so Sean what's been your favorite thing that you've learned about investing with the property mentors maybe it was something that you kind of wanted to know starting out or something that you were surprised to to find out or know Mm. I did like the fact you had to look at those pillars that mm, you mentioned yep, about so being emotionally ready, financially ready. I can't remember the, the Educationally ready? Educationally ready because yeah. 
I think when you're going through something like this, those three just turn into one big one. Yeah. And you really just don't separate that out. They don't work with it. If one doesn't work, the others don't really work. A hundred percent, right? So I think that was so logical to me. Whilst I felt financially ready, at least I had that point, even just separating the educational part Mm. um, was just going, that makes sense. Yeah. Right. So I think that was the kind of like the biggest learning for me to at least process and get through the the journey here. Um, Yeah. I thought that was kind of like the nice light bulb moment. Mm. Everything else felt very procedural. Um, So you kind of just go, well, that's good to know for the next time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I think that was one of my favorites as well, especially the emotional. Like you'd never think that emotions would come into it, but a lot of people do. They get attached to, uh, you know, properties that they're they're never going to live in. Yeah. And they get attached to it because, you know, they might not like, I don't know, anything about it. But you're not going to live in it. And it's not no. there for you to like necessarily. It's there to build you wealth. A hundred percent. And that might not always look pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I may have talked about being a home. That may seem quite emotional. But allowing that to be a home, to have a happy renter that's going to stay in there for a long time means I'm going to be mm-hmm. a happy investor. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So you have a little bit of emotional energy, but also you kind of draw your lines in terms of that like logical process. Yeah. Um, yeah. It helped to like kind of piece that out. Yeah, definitely. Well, Sean, it's been so nice to hear your story. What an incredible journey you're on so far. Thank you. Um, Thank you so much for coming in and joining me in the studio today. Thank you. I wish you all the best in the future. Oh, cheers. Thank you so much. If you found this episode or any of our episodes helpful, please make sure to share and leave a rating to help us reach more people on their investing journeys. And of course, subscribe to be notified when new episodes drop. Make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at Investor Intelligence Podcast. You can find links to our other socials in the show notes, including a link to the Property Mentors weekly blog. If you're ready to get your property portfolio in shape for financial freedom, check out Luke's latest book, Property Fit. You can get yourself a copy at www.propertyfitbook.com.au. 